Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. We are happy to go out to the Brown in Crouppen Celebrity Line, where we are joined by three-time MLB Manager of the Year, 1997 World Series champion, and now the manager of Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. He is Jim Leland joining us here on Rivers and BK. Jim, how are you doing today, my friend? Well, I'm doing fine. How are you guys? We are doing very well. So, Jim, things have been a little different over the last couple of months, to say the least. What have you been up to during this quarantine situation? Well, like everybody else, um, myself and my family are home together in Pittsburgh, and we're following the letter of the law, uh, like everybody else. And uh, it's been a little hectic, things of that nature. But, uh, you know, we got a lot better than a lot of people, so we're not complaining. Now, Jim, uh, obviously, look, you're a baseball lifer. We read your resume, and we see what's going on there. Are you still involved in the game? Because I know myself, I'd be looking back going, I can't just walk away. I don't care how old I get. I want to be a part of this. Oh, yeah. I still work for the Detroit Tigers as a special assistant to the general manager. I go to spring training for a month every year. I go look at our minor league clubs. I go look at our big club once in a while. Uh, go for the trading deadline, go to the winter meetings, also do some work for the commissioner with Joe Torrey, uh, obviously managed the, the 2017 team. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm still involved, not at the pace I was, but uh, still involved and glad to be involved. So, Jim, you mentioned that you, you do a little bit with the uh, front office. What, what do you make of the situation right now? We saw the news yesterday that it sounds like Major League Baseball at least has a plan to move forward now, and it would include 50% revenue split between the players and the owners. What do you make of the news that we all kind of learned together yesterday? Well, what I really make of the news at the end of the day is I, I still agree with Dr. Fauci. I think the virus is going to dictate what we are and what we're not able to do. So, uh, I think we're still going to be in a holding pattern. Uh, I think it's great that they have a plan. I think it's great that they have a proposal. I'm sure they will be talking about that. But right now, I think we're still, especially with Dr. Fossey's comments today, I think we're still all at the mercy of the virus. Now, at some point, it's going to come to a crossroads here where baseball is going to have to evaluate whether or not they play this season. How much do you think that'll affect the future of baseball? And I don't mean like the guys playing the actual game, just about the CBA and how the owners will have to try and restructure that. Will a salary cap have to be involved? Will there be players that are, are less uh, likely to sign big deals out of unrestricted free agency and, and so on like that? Well, I, I don't know exactly how to come back along those terms. You know, you are you do, you do get concerned about it. I think one of the big things will be, you know, how long this thing goes right now, but even into the future, 
you know, are people going to be reluctant to go to stadiums and be in mass crowds? I think that's the thing that we all have to um, be concerned about a little bit because you don't know. I mean, when there were different times during the recessions and that where sports was was kind of a therapy for people, a very good therapy, I still think it can be. But at the same time, this was going to be a little bit different because uh, I would assume that there's not going to be people in the stands. So they don't have that outlet to go to the ballpark and see their friends, have a hot dog and a beer, watch the game and socialize so they don't they're not going to have that option this time so i think that's a little bit different we're talking with jim leland he's a three-time mlb manager of the year and a 97 world series champion jim i wanted to ask you about managing with the dh versus without it because one of the proposals in this mlb concept this plan is the possibility of having a universal dh it sounds like it could be coming to the national league for you as a manager, how much does the DH change things within the individual games? Well, it, it changes things a lot. I think it's a long time coming. I think we need to unify both leagues. However that is, is fine with me, but I assume it's going to be the DH. I don't think they, they'll ever go back to uh, the pitchers hitting. I think it's, it's either the DH or, the, or they'll leave it status quo. So I think uh, you know, I, I think that's a, a major decision that's coming. I, I hope that they put it in. I, I would rather see the DH uh, for obvious reasons. I think uh, you're risking with all the investments in these top pitches you have, risking one of them getting hurt, hit by a pitch, break an elbow, break a finger, sliding into a base or not on the base pass. Now, I know the pitchers like to like to hit a lot of them. They like to participate, but I think it's better off for their overall health uh, down the road uh, if, if they have the DH. The other thing I do is I, I'm, I'm kind of the – the exception, not the rule. I, I actually thought that it was more difficult to manage in the American League than the National League. Most people are just the opposite. I think there's more to do. It's more fun in the National League, but I think handling your pitching is probably 80 to 90 percent of your manager's biggest job. And I think it's it's harder to handle your pitching in the American League because in the National League, your decision a lot of times is made for you by the score of the game. You could have a pitcher like Justin Verlander pitching a pretty good game at being behind three or four runs in the fifth inning and really getting rolling and starting to pitch really good. But if you get men on base and everything, you have to take that opportunity to pinch hit. You just cannot you cannot let that opportunity get away. I mean, you, you have to take that chance to, to pinch hit for him. So your decision a lot of times with your pitching in the National League is auto, automatically made for you. Where in the National League, you have to be more precise as to when you take your pitcher out. One thing it could do for the National League as well, Jim, is potentially extend the careers of some of these superstars that we've seen. And Yadier Molina is certainly that. I remember, I believe it was you who said the most difficult thing to do in sports is to coach an aging superstar. Yadi is starting to get to that level where it's kind of a question every year as to when he's going to retire. He's now come out and said, I want to play another couple of years. This is the last year of his contract, and he wants the Cardinals to re-sign him. How difficult is that spot when you're a manager or a general manager and you've got to decide, do we continue writing this thing out with who was one of the best players in franchise history, specifically with a guy like Yadier Molina? Well, I think it was Earl Weaver that told me that one time about winding down a superstar is probably going to be your toughest job as a manager. The contract status, (coughs) excuse me, is up to the general manager, not so much the manager. (coughs) Once again, excuse me. So they will have to make that decision. But I think... Yadi's a true professional. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. I think the other thing with Yadi is a little bit like Carlton Fisk, who played a long time. Yadi's a catcher. That position is obviously more demanding than an outfield or something. So I think that also comes into play. But I actually think that 
Yadi is such a proud guy. Like I said, he's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think Yadier Molina will ever play if he thinks he's going to embarrass himself. So if he thinks that he has the ability to play for a couple more years, I trust that. Uh, the skipper might have to back off him a few more days. Might have to have a few more days off. But one thing I know for sure, Yadier Molina is never going to play if he feels that he's going to embarrass himself. He's a true professional. He's been a great player. He's been, a, you know, he's been a great asset to that community and that ball club for a long time. So. I don't think it's going to be as difficult with Yachty as it might be with somebody else. Now, Jim, we talk about Yachty, and obviously he's an aging superstar like we've we've discussed, but there's got to be somebody in waiting, right? So as an organization, you're looking at your minor league prospects, maybe a draft choice coming up, and, and that's a huge part of the game now is developing your young players. And I'm going to bounce over to the minor leagues right now and ask you this question is, with no minor league baseball this year, how hard will that be for teams to develop their younger players at the pace that they want them to develop? Well, they can't. I mean, they're going to miss a year, it looks like. I mean, potentially. Now, I'm hoping that something comes along towards the late summer and maybe play into the fall. Uh, you know, maybe you can set up a little different schedule like the old-fashioned winter ball where we actually played 60 games or something so you can salvage something out of the year. But they are going to miss some time. It's going to hurt the development of uh, some of the players, or most of the players, obviously, uh, prospects for sure. So, But you know what? Everybody's in the same situation. It's not like every, anybody else has an advantage. We're all in the same situation. So, hey, listen, we're at a, a terrible crisis right now, and, and you, you just handle that the way you possibly can, and, and you hope for the best going down the road. But is it going to stall the progress of some prospects? Absolutely. We're talking with Jim Leland. He's a three-time MLB manager of the year, 1997 World Series champion. Jim, I wanted to ask you, kind of looking back at your career and some of the guys that you went up against, who do you think was the best player that you ever managed against? Is there anybody in particular that stands out in the back of your mind when you say the best player I managed against was was blank? Well, I, I you know, I don't know. I managed against so many great players that it's, it's, it's it's really hard to talk about. I mean, I managed against Larry Walker's going into the Hall of Fame, Tim Raines, Guerrero. I managed against a lot of them. Could I pick one? Actually, I guess I could because he played for me, but he also played for somebody else. So I managed against him. Barry Bonds, the best player I ever saw. So I guess my answer would have to be Barry Bonds because I managed against him when he was with the Giants. What about, I mean, you did have the experience in the 06 World Series against the Cardinals. What was that like going up against that version of Albert Pujols? Well, he's one of there was. I think there was probably a ten-year period where Albert Pujols was the best player in baseball. Uh, I think Mike Trout is probably obviously taking over that probably right now. But I think there was a probably eight to ten-year period where Albert Pujols was the best player in baseball. He was a he was a two-way what I call a two-way player. He's a good defender. He was a good hitter. He was an excellent base runner. He was instinctive and a, and a threat with power as well as average. I don't think there's any question. I mean, if you look at the resume his resume for the first 10 years, they're probably better than anybody's. So uh, Albert Pujols was, you know, one of the greatest players to ever play. Jim, we appreciate the time today, my friend. He's a three-time MLB Manager of the Year and a 1997 World Series champion. We always enjoy catching up with him here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's talk again soon, Jim, and uh, stay safe, stay healthy out there.
You guys too. Stay healthy. Thanks. You bet. That's Jim Leland joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Want to talk about something that he said there about Yadier Molina. We'll do that on the other side. Plus questions and answers. 65780 is the Air Comfort Service text line. It's all coming up next on 101 ESPN.